Hello, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Moving Spotlight Podcast. My name is John Ruby. I'm here with my main man, Corbin Coyle. Hey, everyone. Hello, everyone. So, Corbin, I want to jump right in. This is a big topic that people have been talking about for many, many years. Eons. La lake yes. or ocean? Which kind of water body do you like to be by? What's what's better? Lake or ocean? Ah, yeah. that's so tough. Um, yeah. I grew up near the beach, so I got to say ocean because I used to do like junior guards and surfing and body surfing and just splish splashing around. But a good lake, you know, I like wakeboarding is fun. Like, but no, ocean for sure. And, and you can tan. It's a lot easier to go into the beach and you just lay down. I love it. What about okay, you? That's good. You are 100% wrong. Uh, lake <laughs> all the way. I grew up on Pewaukee Lake, man. You can do so much yeah. more. First of all, you jump in the ocean, your eyes are stinging. All right. Your eyes, you're like, you're, you're crying. All right. From that salt water. Okay. I guess if it's fresh water, but it, you're doing the aren't ocean. All oceans, aren't all oceans. Okay. So you're crying already. On a lake, you can, yeah, you can wakeboard, mm -hmm. you can go swimming. You can, it, I think there are so many more options on a lake. Though I will say, I do love the sound of ocean waves. That's yes. one of the most yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like that is like such a soothing, cool. Um, my, my, my cousin has a place up in Santa Cruz and it's like right near the water. And mm. it's just, it's so lovely. You can like open the door windows and you just hear the crashing. Like against so the much better than a lake, right? <laughs> <laughs> Lakes get big waves too sometimes. And you can ice skate in winter. You can oh, ice that's skate. That's true. That is water. actually that's, a big plus. That is interesting. Yes, that is, uh, <laughs> that is, I, I really enjoyed um, playing some hockey and ice skating growing up. So, um, well, good. That's good. I thought we might be on, on opposite sides. <laughs> yeah. That's Wisconsin. Good. And California. I don't tan Corbin. I go right from, from white to red and then back to white. <laughs> just lobster so, and not lobster <laughs> yeah exactly and i see our guest nodding so she must agree um so i don't get dark uh i don't get tan like you corbin so um but uh so great i want to get to our guest which i'm super excited about um we have a very talented actress producer and podcaster i want to welcome amber wagner to the show hello amber hello hi how are you thanks for having me of course glad for you to be here so do you have any thoughts on that I do. And it's so funny. I am right in between both of you because I love to be near the water, any water. I don't like to be in the water. Mm. Like give me an ocean view. Give me a boat where I can be on it. I don't want to get in it. And let it <laughs> I don't like pools. I don't particularly, I'll do what you can do, but I just like a bathtub. That's the okay. most water That's this tourist. Oh, <laughs> I love I love going into any water. I, I just it feels like Zen to me. I'm just like bouncing around in any pool. It's so funny. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I like to be by it. Love to be by it. <laughs> don't want to be in it. Pretty from a distance. <laughs> I, my, I know. My, my grandma who who she she passed away now, but she um she had a pool at her house and I organized a family pool party, which was so much fun. And my dad and all his sisters and aunts and uncles, we all hung out uh, there and it was a, a kind of became a summer ritual. Yeah. So that was a really fun. kind of a special yeah thing kind of around the pool. And we do uh, an ice cream social. So uh, in Wisconsin, where I'm from, Amber, I mean, ice cream and custard are huge. So <laughs> everyone would bring toppings and it was like a whole table of just wow. like, ice cream. Uh, yeah, it was, it was gluttony, but like in the best way, it was just like, <laughs> and more amazing. toppings. Oh yeah. It was so every, every summer we looked, we looked forward to that. That was That's awesome. Was That's great nostalgia. That was a great, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And my grandma had one of those diving boards that are illegal now, like like the old wooden ones where like you could do mm. flips. Like diving boards now are the little plastic ones, you yeah. know, where mm -hmm. like you can't get any airtime. And this was like, and my dad's actually keeping it in the garage, Corbin. So oh, like, if I ever get a pool, illegal I'm contraband. That old illegal <laughs> contraband. Yeah, he's holding it. It might be rotten, but um, so. Um, well, Amber, I want to switch off of, of water and get to the entertainment business. <laughs> um, can you can you tell us a bit about your acting background and how you got into this world? 
Yeah, yeah absolutely. So I um, had my first pain acting job when I was probably 14 and it was at a dinner theater. Um, and that was so much fun like that. I had so much fun uh, working at that dinner theater. I also, I grew up in Sacramento and Timothy Busfield had the B street theater. And so I worked as an usher at his theater, um, which was really great theater in the round. And I got a good idea of what theater was like. I went to a visual and performing arts high school, um, but I didn't have the courage to jump on stage. I studied dance. Um, I didn't do the theater, but I watched very closely. Um, and then after school, I just kind of pushed all that away and started working and uh, ended up working in the restaurant hospitality industry. And at 28, I woke up and said, this is not what I want to do with my life. I wanted to be an actor when I was young and I got derailed in this other career. And I moved um, from Sacramento to Hawaii I read The Artist's Way in Hawaii, Love that book. finished that book, moved to Los Angeles, came here guns blazing to be an actor and ended up meeting my husband. Um, we ended up getting married, helping raising a family. He had four kids, has four kids. And so that got put on hold. And when our youngest went to college, I said, OK, honey, I'm 36. I, it's time. Like, I got to do this. Uh -huh. And so I joined the union in 2014 and I've been guns blazing ever since. Wow. Wow. Con congratulations. I just want to <clears throat> touch on something. One of my first paid gigs out in LA was dinner theater also. <laughs> wow. uh, Amber. Yes. I, I did a show called karaoke kills me. And I just remember like you hear the utensils as they're like eating and like watching, you know, at the same <laughs> time, you're like, keep going, keep going. Right. Yep. Yep. At 14 years old, my only line was to scream in the middle of dinner and die. That's all I had to do is scream and die all day. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you the one thing I was frustrated about was the show. We had different like people be like the murderer at the end of the show. And it kind of pissed me off because I always when I like went to those things, I was always like, I, if I put together the clues, I'll solve it. But they just like in this show, they just changed the ending, Amber. So it didn't yeah. matter if you put all the clues together. They were just going to pick awesome. a random cast member. And I was like, no, like this That's is no ruining clues. it for yeah. me. No, there's no clues. I want to be able to like if you pay attention, mm -hmm. you we will figure it out who it is that at least in the show i did i don't know about yours amber it didn't matter that i think it was just what it was that's amazing oh my gosh so okay so that brings up something interesting which is you know uh i'm a big fan of like i think this is a a, a beautiful industry and if you find the right people but sometimes like people can talk about the age thing and you you know coming in at 36 and um you know i move out to la at at, at 25 and there's certain things i'm just curious uh, your thoughts on that and, and yeah know. well when I moved here at 28 I thought I was too old I was like oh my gosh I haven't you know had all the experience that everybody else has I'm almost 30 like 30 sounded like such a tombstone and I look back at pictures of me in my 30s and I was a baby and now my kids are in their 30s and I'm like they're babies yeah. you know and so I'm I'm 46 and I'm proud to be 46 I'm proud to have made it this long I know people that have not made it to this age so I don't look at age with any type of stigma of of it being bad or creepy or whatever it's just I especially having daughters I want to be an example of be proud of who you are, be proud of where you are, be proud of what you've accomplished. And for me, I know how much further I have to go. I've only been in the game for eight years. So mm -hmm. if they say it takes 10 years or 20 years to become an overnight success, great. My success is in my fifties and sixties. I got some time to go. Mm -hmm. I'm not labeling or squishing myself into this time of having to have success at a certain age. Mm -hmm. It yeah. just is what it is. Are there... Uh, so, you know, going into SAG and all the things and exactly what you're talking about, like you have this big plan, you're looking at the whole scope of it. Uh, 
what are the, like the practical steps that you can do every day to get to that point? You know, is there something that you like wake up and you make sure you do these three things or how does that look like in your world? Yeah. Um, just to clarify the question, do you mean like in getting into SAG or just being an actor every day? What, what just, specifically? Just being an actor every day, but SAG being one that like can be tough for people to get into. So like, that's just yeah, the first absolutely. thing that comes So I got my SAG card by doing background work. Mm. Um, and I did a whole lot of background work and it was so great because I'd never been on a professional set and I did, I was too naive to know that that was something that was poo-pooed upon amongst many actors. Mm. I didn't care. I was like on the coolest <laughs> nice. set ever. I was on Boston legal. I was working with the coolest people ever, you know? So mm. to me, I was just like having the time of my life. And so um, I ended up getting two of the three vouchers um, when I decided I wasn't going to do this anymore because it just didn't pay enough. Like mm. it wasn't paying the bills doing non-union um, uh, <laughs> yeah. background. It just, it wasn't enough. So um, when my husband and I got married, we decided, okay, I'm going to go back to work, work, uh, you know, a steady job save some money, do some classes, learn more. And then, so when I got back into it, I only needed one more voucher and I got the one voucher and I got Taft hardly the same week. So I was wow. just able to join. Um, so that's how I, that's how I was able to join the union. Um, I think that's a very, I know very, a lot, a lot of people, Amber, that have, you know, they do background work. It's one of their first forays. I, I did that. I remember I got here and someone said, you got to sign up at central casting. Yeah. Uh, so I did that. And, and, you know, that, that it can be really, a. uh, it can be a challenging job at times, but it can also be a wonderful job, especially if you don't have any experience on set, you know, where you're learning and you're seeing and you're meeting Absolutely. people and you, you're getting, you know, you're getting paid, which is nice, especially if you need some sort of, you know, income. Yeah. Um, and I think well, once I joined SAG, yeah. I stayed doing back. I had a, I had a goal that I was going to qualify for SAG health insurance within a year. I was mm -hmm. very determined and I did, and it was mm -hmm. all doing background. I got my health insurance That's and great. SAG health insurance for any of you that have had SAG health insurance, it is unbelievably affordable. Mm -hmm. And so with the family, I was like willing to do anything it took to keep that health insurance. Mm -hmm. And what ended up happening was I ended up, um, you know, getting a lot more stand in work, which was a little better pay, a little better treatment, you know, mm -hmm. kind of yep. background people can be the bottom of the barrel sometime. And when mm -hmm. you're part of the crew, when you're a stand in. And yeah. so I got to be a stand in for some of the best of the best and talk about best learning practices on set etiquette and learning cameraman's name and how they treat people and how yeah. number one kind of sets the tone for the show. And so I got great experience. Um, so, and I also got paid to do my other job. I'm a huge proponent of creating your own content. So mm -hmm. I bring my laptop and I would, you know, be writing and getting paid to do that as opposed to sitting at home doing it. So that's good too, because I know, you know, we, we, we do need to pay the bills and sometimes you have a, like a, some sort of day job, but it exhausts you. And then when mm -hmm. you're done, you're like, mm -hmm. I have nothing, nothing in the tank. I just want to turn off my brain and yeah. you know, go watch a show or, to, you know, go on social, whatever it is to kind of like, so the fact that you could be kind of like working on, on your own content. Yeah. Um, how did that come about, Amber? Was that something kind of out of necessity or was that something you saw other people doing? How did you kind of get inspired? Yeah, you know, it started with, um, there was a gal I was doing background with and she was talking about a, um, a web series that she did called Wing Girls. And I looked at her and she was my age, maybe younger, I'm not sure, but she and her three or two girlfriends started this, this web series. And I was like, well, that's great. Like, <laughs> awesome. Tell me more. And then I saw that she was, um, I saw a breakdown for uh, a role in the second season. So I auditioned for it and I got it. So then I got to be on set and kind of see how they operated as business women. I was like, mm -hmm. this is phenomenal. Okay. I can do this. Yeah. And, um, so I ended up meeting my, um, partner at the time, Richie Greer, who has magic arrow films. Um, I was coming onto the Fox lot 
like a 5.30 a.m. call and I went, I don't know if you've ever been there and you have to park at the galaxy structure, not the main structure. And then you got to shuttle over and it was like a nightmare. So I ended up going to the main gate because I'm like, I don't know where I'm at. Richie um, was working security at the time. I was like, dude, I'm lost. I've got to be on set in like 15 minutes. He's like, I got you. And then he started asking me about being an actor and all these questions. I said, I so want to have this conversation with you. I'm late. Like, here's my card. Call me because I really do want to have this conversation with you. And he did. He called. Mm. And so we met for um, lunch and he had moved here a few years prior with 26 fully written scripts and was just trying to get some made. And he handed one um, for me to read. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to jump on board. Let's do this. Let's see if we can get these projects made. And that film literally just wrapped. That was six years ago that we started doing um, pre-production and trailers and all that kind of stuff for it. And it literally just got made. Like oh my gosh. things take time. You I know, was going to say, is, isn't it crazy? The timeline for stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. even when you, you know, I, 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 I produced a film called Solver and it mm -hmm. is on, it's like, it's on Amazon prime and stuff, but Amber, like my, my producing partner, he is a good buddy of mine, Jack, but he came from wall street and he's like, okay, John, here's the timeline. And I'm looking, I'm like three months to write the script, Jack. It's, it's not, he's like, no, no, we'll do it in three. It took us like a year and a half, you know, but like <laughs> everything, cause you know, he, even when you're putting hard work in, it yeah. still takes time. You know, it's like, it's, wow. it's not even about the hard work. There's just so much work in a sense. Well, and uh, each project is so yeah. different too, because yes. we had done, um, uh, the Legend of Cat Claws Mountain is the name of the film that's in post right now. Yeah. But that took time to get funded, even with crowdfunding and all that stuff. It just didn't get picked up. So then there was another opportunity that came our way. Um, and it, it was Underdog, which is available on Amazon. And right. it's about a young female fighter. Um, mm. Female. Um, and uh, so that one got written, sh cast, shot, put in post and release, not released, put in post and ready to be released in a year. We wow. just knocked that one out of the park where that one got tricky is we ended up in a bad distribution deal. And so that was the bummer. That was the real bummer was to see how we did everything within a year on budget, on time. We did our part and then our distribution company just dropped it. And it was like, oh, oh so that's just the business. You know, mm -hmm. it's like it, it's learning experiences. And we learned a lot on how not to do things with that. It problem. is. And if anyone out there listening is dealing with distribution, please shoot me an email because or find me on Instagram because we had to deal with that. And it's distribution is one of the most tricky things I've found when you're producing your own content because there's a lot of companies out there, but it's hard to get any facts or numbers. I mean, there's a couple really big ones, obviously, but they're hard yeah. to get with. And then the other ones, uh, I don't want to say. That's how What's I that? used car salesmen. Like mm. when we went to AFI, it's like, who's, who's the best of the worst? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you're just, you're trying to get, you know, factual information and it can feel a bit like shady or cloak, you know, like, like smoke and mirrors. And yeah. I think that's one of the most challenging things. And, yeah. and we dealt with that too. Um, and we actually, Amber, I'm just, you know, uh, connecting with this is like, we actually, um, decided what was best for our film was distributor so we were going through distributor which was like a self distribution because you got yeah. a higher percentage and then they went bankrupt and they actually owed us money right so the company we went bankrupt and yeah. and and then we found actually indie rights which is a really great they've been mm -hmm. they've been wonderful but finding them was such a pain in the butt and we yeah. you know i just so i understand what what we're yeah. saying that, that could Struggle's be real <laughs> Challenging. Yeah. yeah. So how, um, when you two like started kind of working together on the films and stuff, uh, Amber, did you take on, uh, the acting hat and the, like, you know, what, what kind of hats did you take yeah, on? Yeah, I, I took it on the acting producer 
side of it, where he took on the writer director side of it, also very hands-on in producing and his wife, Malou. I was with the company for three years, a little over three years. And then in 2019 is when I left the company, but I'm still very much connected with them. And Richie and Malou are just the most beautiful husband and wife team that are like go-getters. They're so wonderful. Um, and they make it happen, you know? And so uh, he took on, yeah, the writer director and I was more actor producer. Do you, do you have any tips when it comes to funding in general? Because I know that can be tough for a lot of actors when they that's, have an idea. You know, that's just it with the project that um, I was speaking of underdog that we got done in a year, Richie Malou, myself and my husband, we funded it. Mm. So it came out of our pockets and it was not cheap. <laughs> um, but it gets so, cheaper, Amber, Amber, as it goes along, it gets cheaper. Yeah, right? it gets oh, no, cheaper, no. you know, and then, you know, it's just like, so whether you're using your own money or using somebody else's money, either way, it still needs to get done and everybody wants an ROI. So it's like, it's, it's, it's challenging. So as far mm. as um, that's what actually had me take a break from the production side of things was the funding portion of it. It was like starting to crackle my brain. I was like, you know what? I've done production. I've produced things and I'm ready to just spend time being an actor. Like I don't want to do the extra right now. Not to say I won't go back to it, but right now I'm really enjoying just being an actor. Yeah. Amber, that was the first time for, for my film. I think crowdfunding is a great way with what you're talking about Corbin and then you're almost always putting in some of your own money, yeah. you know, unless the thing gets bought. But then the other thing is for the first time, Amber, I called people and had to like, you know, ask if they wanted to, that was a challenge. I've never made those phone calls like that. That was yeah. a really challenging kind of some phone calls to, to, to make, you know, to kind of put right? this well, together, I, you know? Yeah. And we had done that when we did crowdfunding for the legend of cat claws mountain. Um, I think we raised maybe like $4,000, but that does not go very far. So where that $4,000 went was getting us a really solid pitch package, got us ticks to AFM so that we could start or, yeah, AFM. So we could start, you know, marketing and, you know, shaking hands and doing stuff. But because $4,000 doesn't go very far for a feature film, a lot of the people that invested 20 bucks or 60 bucks or whatever, they're like, where's our money? Where's our film? And I'm like, oh my God, bless you. And I was like, I will happily give you your money back, but I promise you the money went to a good place. And, but now that the movie's done, I think they realize, okay, we were serious. It was happening. It's just something else got funded first. You know, it's just, that's the way it goes sometimes. Yeah. So, so shifting back then to, to the acting, um, right now, are you, uh, pretty much like just trying, you know, auditioning and, and, and keeping that sharp or, you know, where are you kind of now with, with, with the acting world? Yeah, I recently, um, uh, changed representation, which was nice. I, um, had, uh, my prior representation for about three years, which was fine. I was getting into rooms I'd never been in before, but never really had any bites, and so I thought I need to shake things up. I need to, you know, and so I literally cut my hair, did a whole new look, got new representation. And this representation I have had said no to me twice. And then I cut my hair. She's like, let's talk. And <laughs> so it's so much fun because now I'm going into a whole other set of rooms and mm. seeing people I've never met. And I'm a huge proponent of casting director workshops yep. um, because yep. I feel like it's my job to build these relationships so that when the audition comes, my agent and my manager know, hey, Amber just saw you two weeks ago at, you know, this place um you know we'd love her chance to for her to read or whatever so there's that whole thing where um agents get 10 percent and we get 90 percent. so i need to do 90 percent of the work and my mm -hmm. agent will do 10 percent of the work and that is doing my contracts and you know submitting me and it's my job to do all the footwork like i don't just rest on my laurels and wait for there's nothing i hate 
more than hearing actors going, my agent doesn't do nothing for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what have you done for you? Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing to actively pursue your career? Because yeah. it's, it's a marathon, boy. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. And, and Amber, I w- used to be a reader at Actors Key, which was one of the bigger- Yeah. Actors. Yes, yes, yes. So I, w- I was a reader there and, and I thought it was a wonderful, I, I'm a fan of um, casting- I was too. so sad when all that BS went down because I think, you know, one bad seed ruined it for, you know, so many people. And it was such an opportunity to meet these casting directors. And I get the people like, oh, I shouldn't have to pay to meet a casting director. Well, we all have a side hustle. Casting directors aren't working 24 seven. So they need a way to monetize their lives as well. And they're offering services of teaching, you know, they're being of service. And Um, the thing I saw over and over also, it was definitely teaching and, and, and they, want to find people that they're excited about too. Yes. So the point is also if they're teaching and someone's really good, yes. I, I saw it over and over. They're like excited. You know, they were like, Hey, yes. I get to see somebody new that I don't usually get to see. You know, they love the people they know that, that they've known and that can crush it, but like finding new people. Yeah. And I think that's an opportunity if you're not getting those opportunities. Cause totally. you know, it's always like, how do you get those opportunities? Like that's one of the most challenging parts. So yeah, I thought, absolutely. I yeah. So it's, it's um, so in doing those, I have found that I'm starting to build really great relationships with some of these cast directors and you know dropping them lines just to say hey what's up you know not mm-hmm. creepily but it's just like it's keeping people treating them like friends you know mm-hmm. how do you treat your friends how often do you reach out to your friends not every day but every so often hey i'm just thinking about you hope all is well that's mm-hmm. it yep yep how else do you like maintain those relationships is that through like instagram following and like doing that kind of avenue or how do you do you yeah, yeah. um so uh i i don't all the casting directors that I've met, a lot of them have their um, Instagrams private, which I completely respect. Um, but some of them are, you know, on Instagram and also email. So with um, the, uh, I do casting director workshops at a place called ITA, and it's all online right now. We used to be in Culver City. Um, but at the end of each workshop, you get the casting director's email address. So I have all the email addresses logged. Um, and then, you know, once a year, um, I will go back and see which one of them called me in and give them all a thank you, you know, and just, just, you know, try to maintain a friendly rapport. Yeah. You know, and the other thing with that, I think is it's good for actors to remember that just because they're not responding doesn't mean they're not reading it. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, the idea of, of kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. staying on people's, I kind of like to say, Amber, it's like, you want to stay like on the front of their brain. So like when they're thinking of people, they're like, or if they see your photo, they're like, oh my God, Amber's great. And how do you kind of do that without, you know, being annoying or too much, but like tap checking in, you know, they could be reading the email, just not having time to reply. But I think it's a great, it's, it, it is a way to like, you need to, you know, you need to, they, they need to have an awareness of kind of that you're around and doing it and, and, you know, hustling yeah. in a good way. So, and I had an interesting experience where I had done a casting director workshop and then three days later was called in to read for uh, the project. So I was like, awesome, great. I auditioned and then never heard anything, no problem. And then about almost a month later, I shot him an email. I was like, Hey, I never said thank you for calling me in. You know, that was really awesome to have met you and then be called in a couple days later. Just wanted to say, thanks. He's like, thanks for the note. Three days later, called me in for another role. So it's like, again, when you talk about being front on the, on the radar, it's like not being pushy, like literally saying, thanks for having me. Thanks Mm -hmm. for inviting me in. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes my students will say, well, you know, should I do this? You know, and, and like a thank you note or this. And I'm like, everybody likes being thanked. I mean, you know, like, I mean, you don't have to thank for everything, every audition, but it is like, you know, no one's going to say no to a, like someone saying thank you or being sincere, you know, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's when it becomes, well, do you have an audition for me that it gets, you know, but, but the thanking is totally fine. Amber, I want to ask you, um, 
what advice would you give like a, a, a newer actor to the field? I was going to say younger, but just say newer because they could be any <laughs> age. So a newer actor to the field, is there anything you'd tell yourself like when you were first starting out or? Yeah, yeah you know, patience, mm. have patience. I think there is this thing that if I don't make it in a year, I don't make it in three years, or there's this pressure of timeline and not everybody makes it in that amount of time. You know, we all are on a different journey and um, be patient with yourself, be patient with your actor, be patient with the community that's getting to know you and do the work. You know, um, I'm a huge fan of Audrey Moore and Audrey Helps Actors podcast. And she always talks about training like an Olympian. And I think that is so important. You know, athletes train six, seven hours a day to be the best in the world. And in Los Angeles and New York and Chicago, we are competing against the best, Mm -hmm. the ones that are putting in the work. So for me, like I I do the work and my advice to anybody else is do the work. If you're an actor, how often are you acting? Are you waiting to get an audition before you put yourself on tape or are you doing it because it's what you do? You're an actor. If you're a singer, how often are you singing? You know, like do the work because that's how I feel like I'm going to be able to compete with the people that are doing the work. You're totally right. And, and, and sometimes, you know, I try to say, if you're, you know, you're in an acting class for three hours, you should be in a class if you want to be working more, but also those three hours doth not an actor make, right? So those <laughs> yeah. three hours are great. You can learn a lot, but like you're saying, there's the other days of the week where, you know, are you acting, you know, what are you doing that kind of feeds, feeds you, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, uh, Amber, I know you said you were doing like self uh, self tape May, which is great, where you're putting yourself on camera. How yeah. is that treating you so far? It was we're kind it's of so a great. Bit, so um, this is my fourth year doing it, and I, right. I love it every time Audrey posts because there's only 20 actors that have done it all three years and completed 16 tapes, and I'm one of the 20. Yes, that's awesome. And so what I realized is the evolution of me in the last four years. So the first year I did it, it was like, what did I just sign up for? Yeah. How do I get sides? Yeah. I didn't, didn't have lighting, all that stuff. I just did my best. And then the second year um, I had been in class. So I had access to more sides. I didn't feel like I was scrambling for sides mm-hmm. and I now had readers. And so I felt like that elevated. And then third year, last year, um, I was able to be of service. Like I put on Audrey's page, Hey, if anybody needs sides, hit me up. I have so yeah. many, I've got mm-hmm. male, female, let me know. I'm happy to help. And so that was a shift in being of service. And this year is just so much fun. I'm playing with wigs. I'm playing with zoom backgrounds. I'm playing with, and I'm challenging myself not to do the, the challenges to do 16 tapes in the month of May. I'm trying to do, I'm attaining 16 tapes in a week. Because that's like training for pilot season. I'm not looking at it like just co-star land anymore. I'm like, okay, pilot season, you get multiple. I'm training for multiple. Mm -hmm. So I did four one day, two the next day, three the next day, and I'll probably knock out three today. You know, Amber, that's that's so impressive. And it reminds me of this idea of like being ready um, being ready for the promotion before you get the promotion, (laughs) which is what exactly what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And and I also love this idea of committing to something. What are you committing to? Like, what are you committing to? Are you committing, you know, because I think you've made that commitment to yourself and to this and you've done it four years and when you're in it. And I think that's something I've found over and over again is like when I commit myself to a play, when I commit myself to whatever that thing is and I honor that commitment, um, I think it, you find the value in it. Even if you're, if like, because sometimes it's like, well, is this the perfect choice? It doesn't have to be with the perfect choice. It's just like you committing to that thing and sticking to it and you're going to learn and you're going to grow, right? Yeah, personal integrity, right? Yes. I think this yeah. also, sorry, go ahead, Jen. 
no, no. I was say, I think it also bleeds into like you're going to be a great leader on set too. Like if you're the person who's you're the being most prepared, you're going to have the most things known. Like that's always something that I think a director and a producer loves to see. Uh, and I think that's so um, admirable that you can just like learn so many lines and just like short up your time. And when you get to when you get that promotion, we get on set for that pilot. There's nothing yeah. to be in your way. And it's gotten easier, but it's still work. Like it's not super easy for me. I, it takes me a minute to, to learn lines. Like, and I've tried various different ways, but again, it's work, it's discipline and it's a lot of work and it's putting in the time and putting in the work. Um, Amber, yeah. how do you, how have you learned to hold yourself accountable and like not let yourself off the hook? Like, I mean, have mm -hmm. you, does that come from other outside sources? Is that internal? Because I think that's a big thing that some people can struggle with, you know, um, and, but it yeah. sounds like you, you're pretty, you, you know, you're, you're, you're pretty good at that, you know, I'm a um, disciplined person. Like I just, and, and that's come with age and it's come with maturity and whatnot, but I don't know if it's because I was managing restaurants and hotels in my early twenties and like fine, I, fine dining. I was doing, you know, um, I, I was thrusted into an environment of leadership at a young age. And because people depended on me, I had, you know, I got to show up. And so I think I've kind of carried that with me in anything I do. It's like, if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. Um, you know, I said I was going to run the marathon in 06 and tried to get, you know, people to join me. No one wanted to join me. I ran the marathon in 06, you know, and it was, you know, without the, my husband showed up on the, I call it the 18th mile anytime I'm burning out <laughs> because I was running 50 miles a week. Oh, and, um, my, and on the 18th mile of the actual marathon, I called my husband. And I was like, I'm done. Like I'm mm. done. I can't do this. I've, mm. I've gone 18 miles. I've run 50 miles a week for the past several months. I've done good enough. Man shows up on his motorcycle to where I'm at. And he's like in his work boots and he's like, get up, start walking. He goes, I'll walk with you until you can run. And so he walked with me two and a half miles wow. and then ran the rest of the way. And so anytime I hit this point where I feel like I'm breaking, I'm like, honey, I'm at my 18th mile. He's like, you need, you know, what's going on, you know, but that's my low lingo is like 18th mile. I'm there. Mm -hmm. Um, but I can push through, you know, you can always push through and it's so good to have a support team, mm -hmm. you know, to have a tribe. Yes. And, and I think it's interesting what you're talking about. I think we all want to have strength, but then at times when we need help from someone else, I think it's, it, it's, it not, we know it's not a bad thing, but it's not a bad thing because that other person is like, Hey, this is where I can step up. This is yes. where I can be of help. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not a negative that there's like, and I don't even want to use the term weakness, but it's like that you're struggling. Everybody struggles, yeah. but by sharing that, then that other person, you know, because I've, I've found that with my wife when I'm like, oh, I'm dealing with this. She's like, okay, oh, really? Okay, let me see how, like she gets excited to like help, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and, and, and I think that's an interesting, a little bit of a mind at least shift for me, but it's like, like you're saying to help you kind of get through those rough patches, having that tribe or that, that, you know, whoever those people are yeah. um, in your life. Yeah. Um, actor support, you know, I've got a handful of actors that I can go to at any time when I'm going through yeah. the actor shit, because my husband doesn't necessarily understand all of that. He's not in the business. Yeah. Um, and so to be able to go to them with my actor stuff and maybe leave him out of that, he's like, we well, can always do something different. That has been, you know, a line. <laughs> nope, wrong answer. You're not my audience. You know, no, nope, nope. he doesn't mean it badly. He's being logical. He's sure. very logical. He's an electrician. Yes. You know, he yes. does things yes. a certain way. Yes. And so I've got to go to my artists when I'm like, I'm struggling. They're like, okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah. He's practical. <laughs> Is he ever your reader? Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, um, it's like, 
it, no, I, I, I love him, but he's so cute because he will act. Yes, you know, as I was wondering. Act, and then I'm distracted and I'm like, I'll put him behind my umbrella light sometimes. I'm like, stand behind the light yeah. and I just need your voice. You know, uh -huh. I just need your voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Amber, I was on a trip with my parents and my mom was reading and she was way, she was giving a lot of acting. And I was, she was like, where? <laughs> I'm like, okay, mom, like, I hate giving you a note, but like, I need less. Like, I'm getting a lot right now. Like, I'm having trouble focusing. So, yeah, sometimes, yeah. you know, they want to try. Well, have so. you guys ever used the cold read app? That is a phenomenal tool that um, when I am prepping for an audition, um, I put it on the cold read app and it's so wonderful because you transcribe, they say, you say, you know, I went to the park yesterday, my line. Oh, how was the park? The reader's line. And so then when it comes up, it's like a teleprompter mm. and it only says the other person's lines, but it, you can read your lines. And so for me, that's such a nice thing to just say the words. Mm, yeah. um, and then once it's time for auditions, I'm so used to going through it that I don't need the lines anymore. I have said it. So the cold read app, I'm a huge fan of. That's great. Yeah, I just I just coached somebody actually yesterday where she was like, I had no one to run it with, so she'd only run it in here. And you're uh, you're totally right. Just getting yeah. it out, it can be you know, if it's not with someone, then like that. I love that because yeah, if it's just running your head, that can be so challenging. And yeah, and in a pinch, yeah. if I need a reader for it, that's not my favorite yep. way to do my auditions. But if I need this done in like two hours and I don't yep. have anybody, at least I'm getting my tape in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a really, that's a really good point. Yeah, I use um, a line learner, which seems like it's a little bit similar, but I will I do. Yeah, yeah, I've heard a line learner. I'll just do different takes of it so that I can kind of just rehearse it. But at least somebody's like talking at me, me being the person. Yeah, and you can watch it back and go, oh, I missed that beat, mm -hmm. or you know, oh, there was a funny there. Okay, I missed that. You know, it's like, and you can it for me. It's just great. I, I don't have any problem watching my work back in a very. Um, you know, uh, I don't even know the word, but I can just watch and go, okay, I need to fix that. I need to fix that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I like it. Yeah, that's great. Amber, you have a, um, an acting podcast too. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that journey and, and about the, your podcast? The name Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, my podcast is called actors inspiration podcast and check it's it out, everybody check it out. Yay! It's great. an almost daily podcast because <laughs> wow. I started it as a daily podcast and wow. why that is, is because I mentioned Audrey Moore's podcast. Audrey helps actors. I love um, Smartless. I love, oh, have you listened to Awards Chatter um, from no. The Hollywood Reporter? No. Please, oh my God, and do yourself a favor. Okay, I'm OCD when it comes to podcasts. I have to start at the beginning and like listen to everything. And this starts at award season 2016. And I'm now up to like 2018. Yeah. But to hear all the actors, writers, directors, showrunners that are up for awards mm. and musicians, it's just it's mm. it's mind-blowing it's scott feinberg is the host anyways i love you and we corbin and i went to see smartless live we, we saw did that. It was I when they came to la on your instagram and i was yeah. so jelly that was really fun that yeah really fun. um so anyways i like to listen daily when i'm doing my dishes when i'm on a yep. run when i'm do i listen to podcasts in my downtime. Yeah. And what I found is I would burn through podcasts because they were only once a week. And so I didn't get that much mm -hmm. content and I wanted more. I wanted it all the time. Mm, yeah. And then came pandemic and there was clubhouse. I don't know if you ever got into yes. clubhouse Yes. and there was for a week, a, for a week, I was on it heavy, okay, heavy great. Week, but go on. I know yeah, it was yeah. a weird, weird, weird. <laughs> Anyways, but there was one um, actors breakfast club that was in yep. the morning and it was at 7am. And I found myself waking up every morning to be able to listen to clubhouse at 7am because it was industry talk. Yep. And I got to thinking, well, gosh, why isn't there like a daily podcast, you know, because I have to get up at 7am or be ready at 7am to listen to this with a podcast, you can hear it at any time. And I was like, well, if it's not there, do it. 
<laughs> and so I just like found the Anchor app and I sat up in bed and I did my first recording and I haven't stopped since. Um, wow. That was 255 episodes ago. Wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. So there's been a couple of times where it's been a day break, like yesterday I had a medical procedure, so I didn't go on yesterday, but sure. like pretty much it's, it's every day. That's so impressive. Once again, coming back to that commitment, Corbin. Yeah, Man, know, that is yeah. impressive. That is really, really impressive. You're like wow. you have more time in your day than the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, she's making time. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if she does. Like, yeah. she's you know, time. talk about morning routines and whatnot. That mm -hmm. is my morning routine. You know, mm -hmm. I get my podcast done usually pretty first thing in the morning. Sometimes if I have an interview, it's a little bit later, but, um, and they're not long. They're anywhere from five to 10 minutes just of a morning burst of inspiration. And mm -hmm. I always stop before every episode and I just, I'm quiet. I'm like, let me be of service to just one person who needs inspiration today. Just nice if I reach one person, just one person that needs to hear, keep going, I'm it. And in no way do I think that it's always going to be wine and roses and positivity. However, if you need that, come to me because this industry can beat you up. It can beat you up. And um, I want, you know, there's plenty of people that can tell us we can't do it. I'm the person who's here to say you can keep going, like don't give up. How do you come up? Sorry, how do you come up with like ideas? Is it just something that you just experienced? It's like stream of consciousness, or are you trying to write yeah, off a script? I, yeah, I just kind of sit and kind of wherever I'm at, I kind of start with whatever is going on with me because I also, for the actor's inspiration, you know, if somebody starts from the beginning and wherever I end up, you can also watch an actor's journey as to mm -hmm. getting to where it is they they are going. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, I keep books next to me. I'm a huge reader. Um, and so I'll do quotes from books and talk about a quote. Um, so I pull from places as well. Okay. Yeah. It feels like a journal almost like a, like an audio journal. It but, is yeah. my kids and my grandkids will have this once I'm gone, you know, That's so, so that makes me happy. <laughs> I love that. Amber, you talked about, um, uh, like being supportive and positive. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of positivity. You know, I'm a, I'm a really, I think that's a really important, this idea of, you know, building people up and, and, you know, knowing that uh, things can be hard or crummy or, you know, it's kind of easy to dig into the negatives or complain or whatever. And I'm, I'm, I'm so kind of against doing that. It's like, okay, what can I do that, that I can take kind of control of? Um, and I, I just listening to what you're saying, I'm just curious, advice for people out there because i think part of what i what i'm hearing from you is when you talk about things you've done i see the excitement in your eyes mm -hmm. and so i think it's this idea of like how do you find those things that like and it's not an easy answer but like that excite you that can be like in the industry that kind of keep you going as maybe you're waiting for that big netflix show and not waiting but i mean you're doing those things yeah. and i think to me kind of i've also found similar to you it's like i have like my in a sense side projects that i love that i get excited about that can feed into these other things mm -hmm. as auditioning or teaching or casting or things like that. So for you, how do you kind of like pick up or tune into like, okay, this is someone I want to work with, or this is something I want to be doing. Like, what, what do you, you know, do you trust your, your instincts or, you know, where do you go for that? Yeah. Well, I think a big part of it for me is maintaining the, like, in order to maintain the upbeat positivity for me, I need to have a rich full life outside of acting. I need to have hobbies. I need to have things that bring me joy in addition to my acting, because what I found is that, like you talked about, there can be a very long period in between auditions. There can be a long period in between bookings. And if I'm just waiting for an audition or a booking to be happy or to feel validated, mm -hmm. I'm going to have a very long wait sometimes, and that's not going to be enough. So whether it be, I see the guitars on the back of your wall there, you know, strumming the guitar, getting really good at that mm -hmm. and like zoning into that kind of craft. If you're a writer, write. 
Um, and then, you know, industry, you know, it's just like keeping, I keep myself open to who I'm going to meet every day. I have no idea who I'm going to meet every day, but I'm open to whatever opportunities are coming to me. And, um, and that's exciting is knowing that there's an opportunity around every corner. Um, but just keeping a real rich, full life, you know, um, and I, th I think that's really important. Is there, is there anything that's like your North star of being able to like come back to that? Do you go on hikes or some way to recharge that battery? You know, recently it changes. Um, recently I've gotten into Pilates again and I love it. And there's a place in Manhattan Beach that I go to called Rocket Body Pilates. So it's not just like the, the like, soothing Pilates of stretching. Like you're really on these reformers bouncing to music and it's like, it's work. And so I like, I challenged myself a few years back. I got into vertical pole dancing and oh, cool. I got my body in the best shape it <laughs> nice, ever yeah. been. You know, I was like, hats off to all the women that do this for a living because this ain't easy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I did it for sport, but like, you know, being able to pull up my own body weight was a challenge. Yeah. So I like things that challenge me. I like things that aren't easy. Hence, I'm an actor, <laughs> you know, going after the hardest thing I think there is to do. Uh -huh. um, Amber, so you know, it's funny. I, it's funny you say the challenging thing. I look back and like, I love basketball. My freshman year of high school, I was 5'5", five five, so I was really short. You know, now I'm 6'2", but the point is that was a challenge. I studied German, which was always a challenge. Uh -huh. Got into acting. So I, I look back and I'm like, oh, I really like to, to challenge myself, you know? I mean, there's like things that came easier. And so yeah. I think that's an interesting mindset, but like to, from that growth and, and what's going on, you know? So I, I, it's interesting to hear you you say that too, because like what you're talking about with like that, the, the, that class, that sounds very challenging. Yeah, know? it's not easy, which is why I go back. I'm sore every morning. I'm like, I need to do this more, <laughs> you know? Like, let me challenge myself some more. You came from a dance background. And I think one of the interesting things I find with actors that have a dance background, they're very in touch with their their body. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? They know how to use their body because they've they've they focus on it, they thought about it. And a lot of times actors that don't kind of they kind of work from like their neck up because mm -hmm. they're very kind of in their heads. There's yeah. things like that. Uh, any thoughts or advice for someone who is not a dancer on how to kind of engage their body? Because I'm a big fan of physicality. I'm a big fan of like, you know, uh, kind of figuring out with sides how to move how to kind of figure even if you're going to have to be still with it yeah any thoughts on that i would encourage anybody to take a dance class to mm -hmm. get to know your body to get to know how you can move your body it doesn't have to be a expert hip-hop class but whatever type of music you listen to if it, if it can be hip-hop like why not but like learn how to work your mind and your body at the same time um and 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 if you don't want to take a class put on music and just dance in your house like how does dancing make you feel how does moving your body make you feel go from latin jazz to hip-hop to classical and move your body in different ways because i think about you know characters what does this character listen to what type of music does this character listen to how do they move because they listen to this type of music like i put in all kinds of context um to to the character so i invite anybody to get in touch with their movement and their body i think it's so important same with voice mm -hmm. you know doing voice lessons and and being able to emote and you know not strip your cords yeah besides pizza I feel like music is like the one thing like nobody hates, right? I mean, can it, is there, like if you find the right kind of music, I feel like everyone yeah. has got some sort, you know, and that, that so I, I love hearing that, Amber. I think that's a great, uh, that's a great thing. And, 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 you know, it just, 
it, my son who's six, he'll get into like these random like dance moves and it just, my wife and I, it just puts the biggest smiles on our face and he's just into it, you know? So yeah. I, I think there's something very, totally. I don't know, primal is the word, but I think there's something very, you know. It's organic. It's yeah. authentic, you know? And so I invite you to join him. Like whatever his dad is, <laughs> we're with him. Like let him teach you because our children are our biggest teachers as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. You well, know. I think that's great. And and you know what you find with kids a lot of times is there's no or very little self-consciousness there. And I find like that's one of the things that like can restrict an actor, you know, if you're like if there's a lot of self-consciousness there and that ability to just kind of yes and and go with it. And, you know, I think that is a definitely something that, you know, you see uh, uh, has to be developed for some people because that that self-consciousness is, is, is stronger than others. Yeah. And I talked about it in my podcast episode this morning is focus, focus on what it is your act, your character needs from the other person. And don't focus on the people in the room when you're auditioning, like mm -hmm. set up your space, know where your lamp is, know where your doors are, know where everything is in your room so that everybody that's there watching you is a fixture on the wall. You just concentrate on what you need from that person. You just, mm -hmm. that's it. Like let everything else go. Yeah. And um, yeah, cause our minds can do amazing things. They really can. Yeah. I love that. Well, Corbin, I think it's, uh, I think it's about time for uh, yep. one of our favorite segments of the show. Uh, Your best, best bad acting. <laughs> there it is. There it is. All right. So this is a fun one. It's, it's, it's not that long, but this is a very fun one. So you get to do it. And then we may give you a little redirect. It's in the chat. Uh, mm -hmm. If you take a look, are you familiar with what it's from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so when whenever you're uh, whenever you're ready. Yo, Adrian! <laughs> <laughs> oh, we knew this would be a good one for oh, you. We knew this would be a good uh, one. So fun. Okay, okay, Corbin, do you have a do you have an immediate? I want to I want to go completely the other way. I want to see it like from like a child's perspective, just like a little oh. kid, just like oh. just what they would be saying to that person. Yeah. Yo, Adrian! <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, I want you to throw in some more yo-yos and some more Adrians, and um, uh, you, you're the you, you're a DJ. You're a DJ. Yo, 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 Adrian, what's up? Yo, 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 Adrian. <laughs> Adrian. <laughs> I have oh, uh, one last one because my favorite oh, thing to do when I'm rehearsing is to like do it drunk because for whatever reason that mm. pulls me out of my rhythm. So I just want to hear like. As many yo's again is just kind of adding it and just you can kind of even improvise a little but just drunk just yeah having a night yeah. oh yeah she's there she's there yo <laughs> yo 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 adrian <laughs> I like you, you can't you can't see unless days. you're watching on YouTube. Also, the eyes were just like half. Yeah, yeah. The eyes are like that's the, that's the stumbling, you know, into bed. Stumbling drunk, right? falling off the bar stool, and I'm literally it's sitting a... on a bar stool. So that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, that was great. That was so good work. Fun. Good work Thank with that. You. Oh my god! We've been saving that one. We've been a round of applause. We've been saving that one. So that was that was the okay. perfect one. Glad I could execute. Oh my gosh. Um, Amber, do you have, um, obviously, if you want to re-mention the podcast, anything else like a website, anything else that you want to mention to people to, to check out? Yeah, so Actors Inspiration is the name of the podcast. Yep. And I actually don't do a website, but I am on social media. And my handle is AmberWagner777 on Instagram, which I am most prevalent. I do have a Twitter of the same name, but I am never on Twitter. I don't know the Twitterverse. 
Um, so Amber Wagner 777 on Instagram is the best way to find me. Um, and if anybody ever needs any words of encouragement, please don't hesitate to DM me and I will always follow up with something, something inspiring. I so love that. that. And yeah, check out her podcast. You might hear some familiar voices of Corbin and myself coming up at some point. So a little crossover I possibly think, happening. Oh, it's a me not to ask you guys questions. Like, on my hands. Save it, save it. And then, then, that's the big, that's the big bucks right there. Um, well, Amber, thank you so much for your time. Lovely, lovely getting to know you. Your energy is amazing. Yes. I love what you're doing. The, like I said, I think that my biggest takeaway, your commitment to things and then you seeing it through, I think is really, really inspiring. So just, you know, that's, that's, that's lovely to see. So thank you for inspiring us too. Thank so. you both. It's so nice to meet you. And I look forward to talking to you again very soon. Yeah, me that too. That sounds good. Thanks, Amber. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Thank you, everybody. I'm having my breakfast cereal. Mm. What an amazing episode with Amber Wagner. <laughs> Disgusting. Go check out her. <laughs> this is really good. I got blueberries in here. Well, it's some, it sounds uh, delicious. Oh God! Oh, you over. just drop some. Check out um, check out Amber's uh, podcast, Actors Inspiration. It's on Apple, mm -hmm. iTunes, a bunch of other stuff. Corbin, what else? Uh, please like and subscribe. All our things. Follow us on Instagram. We were just talking about that. We want we want more people to be following us. We want people to be seeing all the pretty images we put on there. So please get in there. This is so good. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Can't be beat. Yeah, if you want to watch this, keep watching. <laughs> oh, <God>. bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Moon and Spotlight Podcast.